All right. Welcome back uh, for another episode, uh, number 173 of the Fantasy Timeline. Um, proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network. I'll be your host uh, today, uh, Drew at DR underscore PRA. And I'm here with uh, Bill again at Super Duper Flex. Bill, you ready for Thanksgiving? Oh, yeah. Um, this is the uh, long weekend of football, you know. We got now they have a game on Friday. Yeah. So Saturday is really the only day with nothing. And, um, you know, otherwise we have what? four out of five days, basically, of football coming forward. And then there's always college. So, um, But we're talking about NFL. So, um, yeah, it's uh, a lot of uh, – hopefully we all have a lot of free time to catch these games. But um, it seems like we'll be able to – you know, if we're getting uh, – hankering to watch some football, we're not going to have a problem finding it. So Yeah, yeah there'll be plenty on. And, uh, you know, we might even touch on a little bit of college here. We do dynasty talk, so – there are a couple of guys that could have played their last game in their home stadium. Uh, so some interesting um, kind of foreshadowing and looking ahead here. But yeah, Thursday, Friday this year, which is wild. Um, and then Sunday, Monday, of course. How are you feeling? You, your Lions are uh, an annual staple on Thursday. So uh, I think typically you kind of just anticipate the Katie game is going to be, be on. But uh, first time in how many years that you're eight and two? 1960 something yeah 1962 so um 60 years uh that was 13 years before i was born um <laughs> so and i'm old so like that just tells you like how many uh like how you know there's parents like there's you know senior citizens that have never seen this so um you know it's it's, it's cool or at least 60 year olds that have never seen it yeah. so um it's yeah, exactly. uh it's cool. You know, it's, uh, it was a fun game, you know, they didn't look great. They made a lot of, uh, had a lot of turnovers, but, uh, still somehow won. And, um, you know, it's, uh, I guess this was the first time ever in NFL history that a team had, uh, um, four, tur four turnovers, or it might've been a three turnover differential. And, um, less than 20 minutes of uh, possession time and won the game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, which is, uh, which is wild, right? I mean, those are the games that you want to make, you want to see yourself win. Um, I'm just thinking about, you know, right now what's the last, feels like the better part of the last decade, the chargers have been on the other side of that. Right. Yeah. And uh, you know, just kind of what differentiates the two outcomes there and what that does for your morale and moving forward. And now, you know, um, you know, knock on wood, the very, very worst uh, you're going to see here, it's not great. It'd be an eight and nine season, right? If everything just goes sideways, but you're climbing toward double digit wins that seem doable in the next few weeks here. And then all of a sudden you start looking ahead at, um, you know, what postseason could look like and what, a what an exciting time to be, you know, kind of part of that franchise and seeing the evolution of what Dan Campbell's brought. And, um, I know a lot of folks this year kind of had written off what a uh, golf could do. And, um, so yeah, exciting time. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, uh, what happens. I don't have like that great of expectations, um, really in the playoffs, but just making the playoffs and maybe winning their home game, uh, will be a, you know, a win of a season for sure. Yeah. I mean, imagine, yeah. That, how incredible is that, that you have a, a likelihood or a strong possibility of hosting a playoff game back in Detroit again, which, uh, you know, again, it's been a long time since that's happened. Yeah. I just got my driver's license at that point. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Very cool. Um, yeah, not, not too many major surprises this week. I mean, it was a, a, a couple of good divisional games that came up. Um, you know, the Browns continue to roll. I think as I'm looking at the slate from this past week, Denver on a streak now. Huh? You know, a lot of skepticism. Uh, I know we even I, – I personally made fun of a little bit of some of the, the clips there of – um, Sean Payton and Russell, Russell Wilson early in the off season. And, uh, you know, it certainly looked like a rough start to things. Javante was just coming back and, uh, you know, Russ figuring some things out again, but, uh, thoughts there, anything that you're seeing with them that, um, you know, helps kind of explain for you why they're doing what they're doing at this point. Well, I think it's their defense, right? Like, I mean, that's the biggest turnaround is they very much remind me of the lions, um, last year in regards to, um, their defense was just getting torched um, early and then something happened and, um, you know, they've really uh, become respectable. Um, and yeah. 
And I was actually surprised because I, I don't have any roughs, but I looked it up and he's only thrown four picks this year. So it's like, and has like 16 touchdowns or that's what it was when I looked. So yeah. that surprised me. Um, so he's definitely become more of a um, efficient game manager. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's probably what you need at this point uh, since he's not as mobile. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think uh, Cortland Sutton looks like the uh, the guy because um, he can kind of go make catches, um, whereas uh, Judy's kind of the guy that needs to have the ball placed right, you know, just so um, for him to uh, catch and run. So, uh, yeah, they've been pretty impressive. And, um, you know, I'm happy they won uh, this last week. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess Peyton's better. You know, we were kind of making fun of him after they lost to the Jets with the whole – the comments about, uh, you know, their OC and how it was a terrible coaching job. And um, – but right after that, um, he must have uh, dropped the hammer, you know, and yep. uh, said – all right, this is, I'm taking taking control of everything, and this is how we're going to do it. Yeah, speaking of another Peyton, right, the last time that the Chiefs lost to the Broncos was when Peyton Manning was there uh, over 10 years ago. Um, so, yeah, not only some tough divisional wins. Uh, I know they beat, beat my Bills a few weeks back. Uh, you know, that 70-point drubbing to the Dolphins seems so far in distant memory at this point based on how they performed the last few weeks. So uh, feel good for some of those guys there, right? I think it's easy to forget these guys are, it's their livelihood. Nobody walks out there on Sunday saying, I want to suck today or I want to have a terrible game and and let somebody down. Um, But uh, really cool to see some of those guys be able to experience that turnaround. And and I think that just feels good knowing again, you know, you you and I have been in the working world for a long time. Uh, You know, being able to see success from work matters. Um, So uh, let's, let's jump in real quick here. Um, in case they only have a few minutes, we've got a quick question from Rafael Rivera, half PPR, uh, trading Hertz, Kincaid, Olave, and Saquon for CMC cup and Pittman. Uh, my team would be Kyler, Brees, CMC, Monty, Pacheco, HN, CD, cup, Puka, London, and McBride. Um, and I, I think we're going to go with your general assumption here, Bill, we're talking redraft, right? So, um, how does this hit you here? Yeah, I mean, has Kyler, so giving up Hurts, um, that's, you know, a little, uh, I don't know if I'm ready to trust Kyler, but, like, I mean, I don't think he's terrible either, so I think he's definitely a starting quarterback, um, but you're definitely taking a hit there. Uh, McBride, Kincaid, I don't think there's that vast of a difference, so, like, I'm okay with that. So, basically, a drop from Hurts to Kyler, Kincaid to McBride, and then you get rid of Olave and Saquon. Upgrade CMC. Uh, Pittman Olave is probably similar. So you're getting a cup um, for the drop in Hertz is the way I kind of look at it. Um, yeah, I like it. I mean, cup is kind of like that dice roll, right? Like he could be a league winner or, you know, this might just be the end depending like where his body starts breaking down. Um, but yeah, I, I like it. It helps probably overall your uh, lineup looks better. So um I would much rather get rid of Saquon because it looks like their schedule is pretty rough moving forward. Um, and CMC is just a, you know, he's like Kelsey at running back. So, I mean, just such a difference um, compared to the RB2. Yeah, week in and week out, right? So, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's tough to go from, from Hertz to Kyler now. Feels like a bigger gap than it might have a couple seasons ago. Um, but again, I, I think Arizona probably did it right by Kyler and waited till he was fully healthy to come back. It doesn't look like he's been limited at all. So, um, similar, similar upside, uh, though he's not getting every single goal line rush with the tush push is almost a guaranteed touchdown. Um, uh, but that, that roster after the trade looks pretty solid, right? I mean, you're starting probably, uh, two of the top, what do you think? Five running backs here um we'll see what achan does i know a lot of people are disappointed with his first game back this week so we'll see what happens if he plays on friday much or if they let him rest for the next week and then yeah i mean cd one of cup or puka yeah wide receiver um and then you get Pittman as well which isn't bad so yeah overall i think that feels pretty good you know it's half ppr so i'm not super worried about the the wide receiver swaps there you know lave is going to get a little bit more action with michael thomas out but uh, it could be Jameis thrown at him too. So who knows? 
<laughs> what that'll look like. So right. I like it. I like that move. And I think that's a good push for playoffs here. Um, which I guess kind of segues into you. Uh, I just got a notice on sleeper for one of my leagues that the uh, the trade deadline's coming up this week. I think a lot of the redraft leagues run are probably getting pretty close as we hit uh, week 12, 13, certainly by 14, right? Um, how are you feeling with uh, you know your playoff push in some of your leagues? I know a few weeks ago we talked about you had a significant percentage that were still viable for playoffs. Are you still in a similar spot or have injuries come back to, to change any of that landscape for you? I mean, everything's kind of shifted around, but I'm still kind of in that same position um, where like 15 of my 17 are um, at least in the, the hunt. Um, I think they were all in the playoffs at that point. Um, I think that a couple of them have dropped to like seventh uh, seed or something like that. But um, yeah, I'm still kind of battling. And so it's like, those are really tough when you're in that, like in that, you know, range, because it's like, do I get aggressive? And then if I miss the playoffs, I'm totally like, just, you know, I've just completely like leveraged part of my future or, um, do I just let it roll and see what happens? Um, but then I'm not really, uh, feeling like I'm being as aggressive as I need to be. Um, so I'm still kind of really, uh, on those I'm struggling, but, um, you know, it, it's a case by case on those. Um, I've definitely made moves on the ones I'm more sure of my situation, um, which is probably like, I don't know, I would say probably like two thirds of my teams I know are cemented into the playoffs. So, um, yeah, just, uh, just trying to kind of, I think there's maybe like two thirds of mine that do not have a trade deadline. So it's kind of yeah. a little bit different, but the ones that, that do, um, it's definitely time to start uh, move, making moves. Cause there's only what, two, three weeks if you do it right before the playoffs. But like you said, there's some of them that start even earlier, which I'm not a huge fan of, um, but I get it. It's just different dynamics. And um, yep. I know safe leagues, I think are this week. Um, yep. So you know, it's just something like, I like it where you, you have to kind of, um, kind of predict like what your depth will be. And, and, you know, you need to kind of like, kind of make, uh, make some tough decisions right now. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know if I, I completely strayed and I'm not even sure I answered the question, but yeah, uh, I, I was, you know, I forgot that you know, a lot of our leagues, we don't have that deadline. So it does mean you can kind of kick the can down a little bit longer and see, yeah do you make the playoffs? What seed do you have? And you start looking ahead at your um, weekly opponents and seeing what you think your, your odds are. And, and there's arguments on both sides of that, right? There are some times where a trade looks like it's going to totally shift that matchup and then it fizzles out completely. And uh, you know, and then on the other side, there are folks that just hold tight and it looks like they're, they're just going to kind of take their beating this week. And all of a sudden an unsung hero comes out, you know, all of a sudden Trevor Lawrence remembers how to find Calvin Ridley and, here we are. And now you've won your week with those two guys. So, um, yeah, I, would love to talk through a couple here. Uh, I know in Superflex army two, you made a, a few moves this week. Um, you got hurt by the Andrews injury, uh, which yeah. I think probably drove a little bit of that. Uh, is there one of the, I think, was it three, three moves you made there in the last like 48 hours? Yeah. I made three trades within like four hours after the, the week rolled over. Um, the uh, one of them I had agreed to with the team, um, but the offer was made after Thursday's game last week and um, it involved T Higgins. So uh, like it couldn't be accepted till after. Um, and that's where I moved uh, Deshaun Watson, um, Gabe Davis and like a 25 second for um, T Higgins and Geno Smith. Um, Deshaun Watson, I don't know. Like I, I have other quarterbacks and then I got Gino, which helps my depth right now. Um, and I have a decent amount of Deshaun Watson. So I kind of just felt like hedging and getting rid of yep. a little bit of him. Um, and then I upgraded from Gabe Davis to T Higgins uh, just yep. moving forward. I'm happy with that. So um, yeah, that one was yep. uh, pretty cut and dry. And that was from a, a, the other team is like in complete rebuild. So it helps, helps them. And um, yeah, then one of them was just, uh, I think I, what I trade DTR and, um, and Gallup and Gallup for, uh, Gus Edwards, also another team and kind of a rebuild. So, 
he was happy to get rid of a 33-year-old uh, running back. And then that's um, scoring points. Yeah, that's scoring points, right. And then um, finally was I lost Andrews and um, another team who's in a rebuild um, was willing to um, – I was hoping I could get – he has Laporta, and I was uh, hoping to get um, – get him straight up just because I figure, you know, Andrews might be ranked a little bit higher, but he, mm-hmm. he was like, no, you're going to pay the price because you're getting younger and you're getting a player that's starting um, the rest of the season. And, and he's a lion. And he's a lion. So he knew all of my weak points. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is John Bauer from the, uh, yeah. from dynasty theory. So um, he definitely knew he was going to um, hammer me with price. And so I had to give, give up Marquise Brown on top of Andrews. Uh, and then he threw back, uh, Roshan Johnson and like a third round pick or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's just one of those things where I, it's like, do I make a move for like a Hunter Henry player? And that's not going to be like a difference and then still end up with Mark Andrews next year. And, or do I just kind of pay up, get a young tight end, you know, I gain, five years um and uh, i plays for my favorite team and uh you know and he'll help me this season um and give up marquise brown who i actually have a inordinate yeah. amount of marquise brown on my teams and to the point where i need to get rid of some of them because but i feel like he's so undervalued at the moment so um it, it hurt to get rid of him but it, it just made a lot of sense for my team and you know being a little bit more aggressive and sometimes you just got to pay the piper to um help your team and um you know it's uh probably long term i lose that trade um but that but that's okay because sometimes you got to do that yeah no i i think that made a lot of sense and uh, i think it's fun for folks to hear a little bit of the back and forth and kind of different ways you can um, you know, ask for value if you know that somebody's got a particular fandom or again, as we're getting close to playoffs. And I think for the whole season here, you've been the number one seed, uh, highest point score, you know, best record. So certainly makes sense to go all in. And yeah, I mean, Laporta at this point, we've had people talking, is he, is he the number one dynasty tight end overall in different conversations based on his youth and what he's shown already in year one? Yeah. I mean, I like Laporta and I think he's going to be good and he's going to be probably a top six tight end um, going forward. Uh, I'm not sure he's a tight end one. Um, I'm just not sure he'll ever be utilized that much. I almost view him more as a usage like George Kittle, um, where you're not really going to be sure um, when he pops um, or you have to wait for one of the players to be out for him to pop kind of thing. Um, But he'll still get his, but the difference is he's going to have that floor that I feel like George Kittle Kittle doesn't have. Yeah. Um, so, cause he's not out there to block where Kittle is. So, um, but, but yeah, I, I'm happy to have him. And I, I think that like, there's other guys that will always have a higher ceiling than him. Um, I probably think Ken- Kincaid is a guy that, you know, if I were to say, who do I want for this week? I would probably pick Kincaid every week. Um, but, um, but yeah, overall I'm, I'm, happy to have a young tight end that's shown, you know, that he can contribute so early in his career. Yeah. I mean, his, his lowest week right now in our league, which is 1.5, 1.75. Yep. 1.5 is uh 9.6 or I'm sorry, eight, 8.3 this last week, then a 9.6, everything else is double digits plus, including his very first week yep. on the opening Thursday night game. So yeah, I think there's definitely a very safe floor and he's topping out in the mid twenties. Uh, which I mean, if you're getting 20 some points from a tight end every three or four weeks, right. that feels very, very good. So, um, yeah, I, I, I love that side of it. Uh, do you have any others from uh, any other leagues that you feel like would be uh, interesting to throw out there and um, let people hear what's going on? So I went the other direction and I added a uh, Mark Andrews in a league. I'm, I'm basically, this is a, a league where you play against an opponent and then also the league median and so uh, you can go from 0 and 2 to 2 and 0 each week. And my team is 8 and 14 right 14. now, but okay. it's the highest scoring team in the league. Wow. And so it's like I'm gonna like I'm outscoring everybody that's not in the playoffs by over 200 points. And so it's like I'm kind of in this, but it just tells you how hot and cold my team is to be 8 and 14 and be the highest scoring team in the league. Yeah, it's like. 
either I'm scoring 200 or I'm scoring a hundred. And, you know, it's just, I could, could, could I win the league? Absolutely. Um, but uh, it's far more likely uh, the way I drafted this team was I, I added like, I have Mahomes, Kelsey, um, cup, um, Derek Henry. Those are like my four old yeah. producing guys. And I've just kind of, I'm so, I'm so worried about cup. Um, Henry's had two kind of single digit yeah. weeks. Um, so I mean, even Kelsey doesn't quite look what he has looked earlier in the year. It's like, he looks a little dinged up a little bit. And um, so my thought process is either, do I try to tr- trade Kelsey to um, the guy who had Andrews and is uh, the top seed um, and just say, you know, let's, I might still make the playoffs and let's just see what happens, but I'm just going to have to do it without Kelsey and, um, and um, so we ended up working something out where he um, he offered me Mark Andrews and Musgrave for Kelsey. Okay. And, um, you know, I felt that's a very fair offer. And I told him I would only do it if I could move Derrick Henry also to him. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and, and he got a discount on that. Uh, he gave me uh, Tajay Spears and um, like an early third. Um, okay. So basically it was Kelsey and uh, – Henry for um, Andrews, Musgrave, Spears, and a third. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it helps you get a little bit younger. Uh, I don't know how long Spears will last. Uh, if yeah, I mean, I, it's guy, just but... a running back, so I'm not too worried about it. You know, I'd rather get rid of Henry now because I feel sure. like this is it. You know, and yeah, it's uh, granted he has a really good uh, schedule moving forward for the playoffs. So, like, I if I'm a surefire contender. Like he's a guy I'm happy to have on my team, but this is one of those things where it's just like, okay, cups really the only guy now that on my roster that I'm going to try to move before the playoffs. And, um, you know, I, I'll, I'll probably make the playoffs likelihood of me winning either way was going to be pretty low. So, um, I'll still have a puncher's shot, but yeah, you know, I'm no longer yeah. Mike Tyson. I'm more of a uh, Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> Well, I mean, he's done pretty well for himself. So, yeah. Uh, and then you start off next year with Mahomes and Andrews as your uh, your veteran core. Yep. And yeah. yeah, so it is one of those things where it was a hard decision because when you're the highest scoring team in the league, it's like, man, I can crush anybody I play when my, my team's on. But it's been like once every three weeks that my team's on. And the other th- weeks are just like horrible. And um, yeah. So it was a tough decision. Sometimes you got to make those tough decisions. Um, you know, like just like in that last one where sometimes you got to take losses. Uh, sometimes you got to, you know, and maybe, and sometimes I'm, I'm this way where I, I'm, I almost implode things too early. Um, and I think probably, I would bet you probably three out of four people would have kept that team intact. But like the way I play dynasty, I just, I, I don't ever want my team to be just so decimated after the season um, that I feel more comfortable. It's a comfort a comfort thing for me. So um, you seem like you're a little more uh, uh, aggressive when you you probably wouldn't have done what I just did. Um, yeah, you know, I I uh, based on the players that you listed, I I would have moved Cup earlier. He was. Uh, we've had plenty of conversations between him and Puka over the. Yeah, when the he season. popped, I should have moved him. That would have been that would have been mine. Uh, and again, it depends on the scoring and so forth. So I'm assuming it's tight end premium. And yeah, having Kelsey and Mahomes as a stack is is definitely nice. But you, you've got to know your league too, and and some of the folks that you're with. Because yeah, what happens? Even let's say you do make a deep run, and let's say you break even, right? Maybe you win the third place matchup this year kind of get your buy-in back and now you're looking at the next six, seven months where you've got to sit on this roster and wonder when's the right moment to try to make some moves here. Well, and nobody's traded for those guys, you know, in the off season, you're like, you're not moving yep. cup. You're not moving uh, Henry. Um, Kelsey's really the only guy you might be able to move, but Kelsey even last off season was um, you could buy him at a discount. So yep. it's, uh, it's one of those things that, yeah, during the season, you have to wait till next season then you have a 30 year old running back. You have a 35 year old tight end. Uh, you know, that's really tough. So 
Yeah. Um, it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, let's bite the bullet right now and do it. So. Yeah. I think tr getting out to, to get Andrews, I mean, that feels great. Even yeah. if it took you Kelsey and Henry to get to Andrews alone, based on where your team is. And I'm assuming uh, you have some picks coming up this year where you can kind of reload at some spots too, or have you um, traded some of those away to get to the roster you've got now? Yeah. I mean, I have my, I, I think I just have my, my normal picks. Um, yeah. My yeah, picks so. plus the, uh, plus that third I got. So. Yeah. so you're not depleted. It's not like you're going into this with just Mahomes, yep. Andrews cup and a couple of, you know, kind of depth guys and no first or second where it's just like, you're kind of cycling through a whole nother season here. So no, I, I think, um, again, depending on the context, I, I could go either way on that. Uh, I do agree. I, I probably would have been more likely to hold out for another week or two, depending on if, is there a trade line in this or trade deadline in this league? I don't believe so. So, so yeah, so I might've waited to see, you know, am I going to get into the playoffs and then, you know, really try to go after one of the contenders at that point as well and see, you know, do you get a slightly more even deal, but that's all speculative. There's no way to really know at this point if there would have been a, a value shift. So if your comfort level is getting out now, I think that's a, that's a great move. Yeah. And I think the big thing was getting Andrews and who's to say that he wouldn't have traded Andrews away um, to somebody yeah. else. So it was one of those things where I feel a lot better having that elite tight end yeah. going into next year. Yeah, I mean, who knows? What if the the person you know in front of you in in ninth, tenth, eleventh place had Kittle or something? All of a sudden, he got desperate and did Andrews for Kittle, and yep. you get sick to your stomach watching that happen, right? Exactly. So sometimes you got to strike while the iron's hot. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And I gotta say, you know, we had a, a ton of banter back and forth, you know, trying to figure that trade out. And um, you know, a lot of times I'm really short uh, with trades. It's like I I send an offer. Um, they send me another one back, which is like completely ridiculous in my eyes compared to what their offer was, mm -hmm. but where there's no really a conversation happening. And, and so you just kind of like, okay, nope, I'm done, you know, kind of thing. And yeah. like, we started out immediately having a conversation and I think I have to do that a lot more because we really work things out. We listen to each other, kind of what our thoughts were. And like, you know, like I asked him for Rashid Shahid and he's like, well, Rashid, Shahid, because you get points for first downs in this. And mm, okay. um, he's like, he's like a top, you know, he's a wide receiver too in this league. There's just no way I can include him for what you're asking on top. And I'm like, okay, you know, like, but if he would have just said no, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I think sometimes, you know, I get, it's so easy not to have conversations with people when you're doing these trade offers. And, and sometimes it's real efficient and easy. But I think that there's probably missed out opportunities when you're not having conversations with your trade partner um, and you're just doing it all through the offers. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I was, would totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. When you don't have the context, you know, we all we all write our own narrative. Right. It's uh, it reminds me. I just rewatched a clip of this uh, old Key and Peel sketch where they're texting back and forth about meeting up at the bar. And one of them is getting super offended at everything that the other one sends back while the other guy is just super chill. Like, yeah, let's go now. And so one guy shows up with a baseball bat ready to brawl and the other guy's just there with two beers in his hand. Like here we are, let's have a great time. Right. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I think that's, uh, that's super important. Again, getting a feel for your leagues and it's, I, I've always, um, not always, I, I've tried to become more conscious of even when I write comments in there, like if somebody sends me a, a wild offer, I'm, I'm not trying to burn a bridge at this point, nope. try to be realistic. And if, if it, if I feel like there's something I need to share, like that's, that's way off. Um, cause actually going back to your trade with, uh, with Lindsay in Superflex army Two, I think two weeks ago, uh, I tried to get T Higgins from her as part of a trade when I lost Kirk cousins. Cause I, I thought I saw maybe she was going to, uh, you know, rethink where she was in the, in the standings this year. So, um, so we were looking at a, a you know, a Gino trade to try to fill in and, you know, I just wasn't prepared to pay what she was asking for Gino, but I, I tried to balance it out with including T and she, she rejected it, but she let me know, you know, I think some of the values that we have here look a little bit off. They're, they're different. So I was like, okay, that's, that's fine. And, um, you know, I respect that. So I'm glad that she was able to get something to work out and that you guys were able to, to make something happen there. And, uh, that gives me a better picture the next time if I'm looking at, you know, somebody that I value similarly to T Higgins, I can either try to have some dialogue first, or I can, you know, rethink my offer before I send it over. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it, it could just be that she preferred, you know, player X over player Y, um, cause her values off, you know, according to whatever. Um, yep. and, 
I mean, we're all different that way. Like one guy in that trade that we were just talking about for me with the uh, Kelsey, um, I had offered Gabe Davis and he's like, I do not want Gabe Davis. Like just <laughs> he's zero in this trade. So it's like, okay. You know, like, yeah, um, I'm happy to have Gabe Davis, but like, uh, you know, it's, uh, we all have our, you know, odd things that we just don't ever want player. Like, for example, yep. I just added Drew Locke in two leagues. Like what the hell's going on? You know, it's like, I would have never had Drew Locke on my team two years ago, you know, but his value yeah. is totally different. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just a at, kind of transitioning from Drew Locke to um, uh, Kenny Pickett. Uh, what are your thoughts or hopes uh, moving forward now that the offensive coordinator change has happened in Pittsburgh? Um, do you have any expectations or just, just Kenny Pickett suck? I, I think I'd probably fall more into that camp that he's just not a good quarterback in general. Um, you know, I think watching the Raiders, right. You watch them go through their change, even the bills, right. We, we moved on a couple weeks ago and um, certainly had a different performance against the jets this past week. Uh, you know, change sometimes is just good, a good spark uh, for the group uh, of guys that's there. So it's possible we might see a little bit of a resurgence uh, over the next week or two for the Steelers. But um I don't think it's anything that'll be sustainable. And I think if they have a chance in the next draft or two, they're, they're going to either draft his replacement or they're going to have to find somebody else they'd like better to trade for. So if he does anything this week, it's like time to trade is in yeah. your eyes. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. If he, I if he tops off at all, you know, I think the best case is, you know, maybe he gosh, who, who was it that they were comparing? Was it Anthony Richardson? since October 2nd or something like that. Oh, Anthony yeah. Richardson and, and Kenny Pickett have the same number of touchdowns. They both run for two touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, and, right. and Richardson only played the, the one week. That one and, week, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think if, let's say Pickett goes out and throws two touchdowns and maybe scrambles for 40, 50 yards and has a 20-point game. I mean, because he has that in him. I mean, yep. he totally does. He can run the ball. And, um, you know, so it's just, it's, it's interesting because he's not running the ball. And um, yep. so if you could get, I mean, could he fall into the uh, Howell kind of range um, minus all the volume? Because he's not going to get the volume yeah. that Howell does. Um, yeah. Like, that could be intriguing to somebody. He's still a young quarterback that maybe you can trade him away if you're a contender to a team that's in a rebuild that's going to try to catch lightning in a bottle. Because um, right now you can't get shit for him. Nope. So, um, nope. I, think, I think I only uh, have him in one league, but, like, he's just sitting there not I mean. being touched, you know? Same. I, I have the pleasure in my one uh, trade addicts league this week to figure out, do I want to start Kenny Pickett or do I want to start Desmond Ritter back in the saddle? Uh, but that, that season is pretty well gone. So I I'm, I'm just waiting for next year, but uh, yeah, I think if you can flip him even into, you know, I would you rather have Gino or Pickett? Oh, I'd rather have Gino. Um, yeah. That's like, I have Gino in a fair amount of my league or teams as like my third quarterback. Cause I'm comfortable yep. with that. Like I know he can put some big weeks up. He's hasn't, but um, like, I know it's in him and I, I trust his offense more. Um, yep. And you know, and he's more of an aggressive quarterback like that. He's going to put the ball, you know, yeah. places he's that he shouldn't kind yeah. of at times. So I would prefer a gunslinger as my third, just in case um, I need to get points. I can throw him in there and yeah. Who else would you – so let's say Pickett does, uh, you know, go off for 20 points this week and looks decent, limits the turnovers. What what kind of range besides, you know, like a Howell, a Geno? Is Baker in, in the realm of possibility? I, or I don't know if I'm even going to do quarterback. I would almost prefer to look at a different position um, for somebody who's maybe in rebuild that's looking for a, uh, a quarterback that maybe they're willing to get rid of, you know, a different position because they just want bullets, you know, at QB. Yeah. Um, but like, who would I like running back? Let's say you're a contender and you want to add some depth at running back. Yeah. I mean, I think any, like, you could you get like, if they have like a guy like Pollard on there, could you get that in a super flex? Like, I don't know. Like Pollard's been underperforming. Maybe they're, you know, he's 26. They're like, yeah, he doesn't really fit my team. Um, maybe you have to add a little bit, you know, yeah. like, uh, um, for this last week, you might need to. Um, I mean, I mean, he still only got 60 team. yards. He just happened to score a, a touchdown, you know? <laughs> um, so like, 
there's something like something like that, like where at least it can help my lineup. Yeah. Um, Would you take a David Montgomery back for him? Yeah. Yeah. Brian um, Robinson. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. His uh, teammate Jalen Warren. Um, probably not because I just feel the value is um, greater. Um, and I'm not, I don't trust Jalen Warren ever being like a um, falling into like what Brian Robinson has fallen into, you know, where he's okay. like the volume guy. Um, I almost think like Jalen Warren is where he should be. Like he should be in that position, right? Like he's Tony Pollard last year. Yeah. And, and like, just keep him there. Let, let Najee be uh, Zeke and yep. uh, just enjoy what you can get out of him. But yeah. What about Najee? Oh no. no. I'm pretty much, I'm yeah. <laughs> You're out. Najee is, I mean, he's like what twenty five or twenty six. He's a, he was an old rookie when he came yeah, out. Yeah, he was older. And he just—I mean, he looks fine. He looked a little spry the last game I watched, but like, yeah, there's just a different level between him and Warren. And I'm okay. just not sure you can put that genie back in the bottle at this point, you know. Yeah. So Pollard, Amonti, uh, I'm trying to think of who else would be kind of in that. And this is for a twelve team. I mean, if it's fourteen yeah, for... team, it's going to be—you know—you're going to need more. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, quarterback is quarterback at that point, but yeah, if you're in 12 team, which a lot of us are. Yeah. So I think the bottom line is if you can get a decent offer that you like for Pickett, Nico Collins, like, could you do that? Um, I would do that in a heartbeat. Yeah. And I, I probably value wise, they're pretty similar. I would guess. Um, yeah. so yeah, just, just guys like that, that could maybe help if you need depth at a position. Um, the only one I have him in is the 14 team league. So it's like, is it worth having him as my third quarterback? You know, like it's, I don't know the answer. I don't yeah, think that, so. <laughs> I, I don't either, but yeah, I mean, you have to, again, you have to reconcile yourself with what's the lowest value you'll take back to. Yeah. Cause if back. you're a contender, is it worth having him just as your backup, just in case one of your starters gets hurt? You know what I mean? And there's a lot of things you got to weigh. So like, would you, would I trade him for Baker? I mean, I potentially would like, if we're, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you can get a little plus on top because of the age mm-hmm. difference. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Baker and Gus. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or something like that. Like where it's uh, yeah. Gus is worthless to that team. And um, yeah, I'll, I'll even throw a third in with, with Kenny Pickett. Yeah. So that's something, actually that's something I need to look into when we're done with this. I might go right to that league and see what I can do. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's uh I think that I think you're right because sometimes it, we get a little too greedy um, when we when there's that bump in value and you think oh maybe this is the start of something you know and yep. it's like where I missed selling Cup that one time it's like okay well you know oh he's done he's getting all those targets and he's doing awesome those first two games back yep. it's back to the same Cooper Cup and then you know nothing you know yeah so um, yeah I think when we, we need to be cognizant of, Oh, this is a, the la- one of the last times you're going to have a chance to sell this mm-hmm. guy or ask yourself, is this one of the last times you're going to be able to sell yeah. this guy? And if it's more likely yes than no, then um, it's time to move them. Yeah. Uh, and, and additionally, are, are you okay if you miss out on this window? If right. this is something where, you know, great, he's my fourth quarterback, whatever I'm, I'm stocked on draft picks the next two years that changes what your urgency is. But totally. if this is a, I, I need one other position player to make my playoff run and I can't start four quarterbacks. Let's move, you know? Yep. So um, any other, uh, I know fields came back this week from some injury. Um, yeah. He looked was, good. Uh, um, he yeah, was he very, uh, very uh, elusive. Um, he did a good job with his running. Um, he's still, Justin Fields, when it comes to uh, processing, like he's just, I mean, he, if he's not locked in on DJ Moore or, uh, you know, his first read, it's, it's trouble. Um, If things get a little wonky, um, I mean, that's what the Lions knew they had to do is just make them uncomfortable. And, you know, then he's, and and their play calling is a little suspect. So um, it's like they stopped running them in the second half for whatever Mm -hmm. reason. And um, that, led to their demise and uh, they weren't aggressive, the kicking field goals instead of going for it and things like that. Um, 
or like a, a third and seven and they run the ball, you know, just yeah. things like that to get a better field goal position. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just think that he's, he is who he is and we're at this point, is he going to be good enough to, to salvage his job there? And I just don't, mm-hmm. I don't see it. No, it's, especially it's if they end rough. up with uh, the number one pick with, uh, yeah. If Carolina doesn't like make a run right now, I mean they could be in trouble if Carolina makes a run and all of a sudden they have pick, you yeah, know, four and five, seven or five and eight or something like that. Um, <laughs> unless they trade up, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh sadly I think it's just better now if he goes to another team. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's where where it will probably end up. But I mean, the worst case is right. I guess the worst case is he's a backup somewhere next year. I don't see it. I don't see him being a backup anywhere. Like, I think if he goes to another team, he's getting traded, and they're going to view him as their starter. Like, who's going to? There's going to be teams that need a quarterback, and I think he's a starter next year to at least start the season. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I his, just, his job to lose. I can't see there being any situation where he's going to, um, un- unless he goes to a team like, and I'm using the Lions as an example, you have a quarterback who is immobile. You have a good play caller who wants to get creative using two different types of quarterbacks. Um, but then that's bad for fantasy. And yeah. he still can. So like, that's the only thing I could see is if he fell into a spot like that, where he like, it's almost like Taysom Hill and uh, mm. D- Derek Carr. I mean, not in the same usage, yeah. but like that type of thing yeah. where they kind of, uh, you know, take away opportunity for each other. Um, yeah. I, mean, I, I have to think he starts next year. I just can't see um, a team yeah. trading for him, giving up a decent amount of capital and then him not be their starter. Yeah. I was just imagining, you know, what, what if he went to the Rams and sat behind Stafford for his last year? Yeah, that could be something like that. If, if, um, but I could, yeah, I, I hadn't considered that. Yeah. Like do something like that. Um, I think that his athleticism would uh, take over pretty quickly though. And they would just want to get him in, um, yeah. you know, as soon as possible. But, but that, I guess that could be, I just don't think he's, bad enough to be a backup yet yeah yeah so if you've got him hang on to him don't don't sell out cheap if you uh have some news panicking on him send some offers yeah it's a good time to buy him just because people are a little uneasy and if if like with me being confident like i haven't gone out and tried to add him anywhere but maybe that's something i should do if i believe he's truly a starter somewhere um yeah, I don't know. What do you think, what do you Who's going to sell him, though? You know what I mean? Because yeah. he's kind of got that lower price right now. And what was that that you said, Drew? Uh, just hypothetically, not that it would ever, ever really happen. But, you know, what would you have to add to Kenny Pickett if he has a good game to get to Justin Fields if <laughs> Justin Fields has a down game this week? Oh, a first? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It you would think. have to be a first, I think. I, I just don't know <laughs> how many people, like, if you're, if you're a rebuild, are you really going to trade him? unless you feel like you can get a decent price. Yeah. Uh, or you just say, let's see what happens. And yeah, because you don't want to, you know, it's that sunk cost where people are like, I don't want to um, lose in this. So I'm just going to wait and see. And then maybe, you know, it, it ends up worse, but I just, I don't see it getting worse, especially entering 2024. Like, yeah, you know, September, 2024. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see, uh, you know, in a, a week or two here after he has a couple more games, kind of go into the DLF trade finder and see what people have been moving him around for. I'm actually uh, going to pull up, like, what he's going for in sleeper leagues right now. Um, cool. Well, while, while you're doing that, I'll uh, I'll kind of set the table here for um, what you, me, and Josh have been texting about in one of my leagues here for the last couple of days. Uh, some more QB trade options. Another young quarterback who uh, has been in the news almost all season based on how surprising he's been was CJ Stroud. Um, so I've got a 12 team league super flex that uh, we give bonuses for long touchdown passes. And we give bonuses once you cross over 300 yards in a game. Um, and I, I've got a, a buddy in there who is pretty enamored with Stroud and he's been uh 
pushing Herbert my direction for the better part of the season, trying to make something work there. And initially, you know, of course, a couple weeks in, it was, you know, Stroud plus a little bit to get to Herbert. Um, then we got to the place where, okay, is it, you know, it's pretty marginal and we might trade a couple of like smaller pieces back and forth. And then we started to talk about some wide receivers getting involved. And uh, right now we're, I think we've in, kind of in principle agreed on the idea of uh, he's only got two quarterbacks right now because Daniel Jones was his third quarterback. He's got Josh Allen and he's got Justin Herbert, number one team in our league, highest score. Um, so clearly playoff bound. Uh, and he just has a personal thing for, for Stroud, I think. Um, so we're looking at, uh, Stroud and Stafford, uh, to get Herbert and Waddle back. It's half PPR, by the way, so half PPR. So not massive bonus there, but then again, for wide receivers and running backs, if you get over hundred yards a game, you get a you get a bonus. If you catch a long touchdown, run a long touchdown, you get a bonus. So, um, that's kind of what we've agreed on principle. That would give me Hertz. That would give me Herbert. Uh, that would give me Dak as my QB three then. And then I'm sitting on like Aiden O'Connell and, and then you got Waddle. And then I, then I get Waddle out of it to add. I've had T. Higgins, which I'd love to have both of them. I also have Justin Jefferson on that on that league. So once he comes back, I would have a, a pretty solid wide receiver core to go with. And then, honestly, that would leave my tight ends the weakest weakest spot. That's okay, though. Um, yeah, I like that trade. Um, I'm surprised that he's uh, willing to do that. That's uh, I feel like you know Herbert is worth more than Stroud. Um and Waddle is worth a lot more than um, Stafford. Um, but even yeah. if you say that Herbert and Stroud are equal, I still feel like that's a big variance between. But he's looking to win this year, and he wants that yep. uh, comfort of having a backup quarterback. And it's not like Waddle Waddle's like been his- doing great this year. So, um, yeah, it's a great trade. Um, I, I like that for you. And – um, I don't know if I like it for him really, because like, why not just trade Waddle for like Herbert is like third in scoring in most, uh, leagues. Yeah. Most formats. Right. So, um, rather quietly, I, I'd have to say as well. Yeah. So, cause their defense isn't good. So they've all, they have to be in all of these, uh, you know, shootouts yeah. and, um, yeah. And they just lost Bosa now. So, yeah. So, yeah, I like that trade a lot for you. Um, I uh, I pulled up the trades if yeah, you want to hear some. For, yeah, let's let's do a little. Uh, yeah, let's see what what you got there for. Start with some that are maybe uh, a little bit closer, and we can see kind of what gets a little bit more. Okay, I'm just gonna kind of pick like what's in two okay. days ago was Zay Flowers and Fields for Burrow. I I would take Burrow pretty easily out of that. Yep. Uh, Fields and Dobbs value. for a 25 first and second. Oof. I mean, I think I, I got to take Fields. I would take Fields versus waiting for yeah that first or, you know, figuring out what that value is going to be. Uh, Fields, Pollard, and Cooper for Kyron Williams, KJ Osborne, and Josh Allen. I mean, just look at it this way. Allen for Fields, Pollard, and Cooper. Yeah, easily. I take Allen, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if Fields, if Fields is pulling this, like Burrow and Allen on the other side, I'm doing it wrong here. Uh, Herbert and Pickett for Fields, Ramondre, uh, Judy, and a first in 26. Um, Fields for Josh Downs in a third. That because that's the other end of the spectrum. Yeah. Um Fields Warren and a second for Downs, Musgrave, and a first. They'll probably prefer Fields there. Yeah, I think so too. Uh Fields and Mooney for Kincaid a first and a second. Ooh. In a, in a premium is it say premium? Uh yeah, one point five. It's not a huge premium. You're getting me with my Bills fandom there too. Uh, honestly, I think you know Fields and Kincaid aren't that far apart for me in a tight end premium. You know, yeah, Fields I probably could... agree with it. Uh, Fields and Puka, or okay. Goff and CD Lamb. Ooh, 
that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, uh, I, I probably, I, I am not a huge Puka believer. Uh, so I'd probably lean towards CD, the CD lamb side. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, golf, he may be overperforming this year a little bit, but he's still a decent quarterback. The drop from fields to him doesn't seem very, very big to me. Yeah, I agree with that. Just more, more, uh, it's just more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A little more upside with the running. Well, I mean, for fields, but you're getting more security, I guess, with Goff, right? Like you just know the situation he's in. And so yeah. uh, I can I can appreciate getting that uh, consistency, probably a higher floor, uh, definitely a lower ceiling. Um, yeah, but then you have Lamb. Yeah, exactly. So, Which is uh, what? Lamb's, he's still a top five receiver, right? I would Four. imagine so. He's probably top three yeah. at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, let's see. Fields for Lawrence, um, straight up. I could see that was yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Um, Man, that's a tough one. I'd probably take Lawrence. Yeah, I think I would too. Um, a first, Mark Andrews and Ayuk for Fields, DJ Moore, and Devante. What was the first side? Ayuk, Mark Andrews, and a 24 first. And this was just done recently, like Today. after the Andrews injury? Okay. Okay, so somebody's trying to get win now pieces. Yep. So Fields, okay. DJ Moore, and Devante. Like, I like Ayuk a ton. Like, you got to say a first is probably worth more than Devante at this point, right? Yeah, I mean, if you think it's going to be the 112 or 111, that's probably in, in the fair range. Yeah. I think you're going to get him for an early second. You probably need two seconds to get him. Yeah. All right. And then a first and a second for Fields and Lockett. Mm. So it sounds like Fields is just your first round, like worth a first basically at this point. Um, Man. Yeah. So if you're a playoff team, it might yeah. not be a bad um, to see if you can even, even a first and second I think is fine. Yeah. Um, like Especially if you give you up the one oh nine and the two oh nine, like yeah, kick the can down the road. It sounds like too. You had a twenty five first and yeah, twenty five second or something, or you know, split them, do a twenty four first and a twenty five second, so you still have a couple. I, of time. Some of those that I was saying were that way. Yeah, um, so, yeah. interesting. Yeah, so there's definitely some actionable. Uh, and if anybody is uh, to search the sleepers. Uh, Dynasty Daddy has a um, a sleeper trade database that is okay. really up to date. Like the DLF one, it takes I think they upload yeah. every so often, so you don't see ev- everything in real time. Um, and so, at least for a sleeper, it's worth. Uh, and there's so many more leagues there. It feels like so you you're seeing a ton more yeah, trades. Sample. Um, and uh, it's worth. Uh, checking that site out dynasty-daddy.com love that let me i'm just gonna while we're talking about it, i'm gonna just throw it in dtc here as well i mean wow i feel like dtc has been a little out of touch when i've been looking at trade values recently um like super overvaluing like uh jordan love like he's like worth 30 some points and it's like i don't know who's paying like 102 for Jordan Love. You know what I mean? Uh, right now in a 12-team Superflex PPR, they have him at 27 and a half and what they assume is a 101 at 20, which that, that feels they've got some adjusting to do there. Who's this? This is DTC. Uh, Jordan Love you're talking about? Oh, yeah. yeah they Jordan. just dropped him because he was like 30, uh, 34 or something. Yeah, um, which still – he shouldn't be worth more than what they presume is the one one next year. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, but yeah, so do some homework. And again, we've talked about it before plenty of times, use the calculators to your advantage where you can, um, you know, be, be realistic. But uh, yeah, if you know somebody only uses DTC and Justin Fields is worth 37 and a half points there, go get yourself a couple of first form if you can. <laughs> right. So yeah, it's uh, it, it'll be uh Good luck to everybody. Uh, if you guys do make some trades, uh, please share them with us so we can yeah, kind of talk know. about them uh, next week. Yeah. And uh, it sounds like uh, Drew and I are going to be trying to do these uh, 
earlier shows, um, the next few weeks at least. Um, yeah. And maybe not this early, but uh, I, yeah. I left work yeah. early because of uh, the holiday, but um, maybe like late afternoon, Eastern, um, we can do the yeah. next couple shows. Yeah, we've had, uh, we've had a lot of folks jump in there, which has been exciting. So yeah, and if, if you're listening and you, you see this, feel free again, send us send us what you've got. Um, I know our, our friends over on the Junkies will do the find me a trade segment kind of looking ahead. Uh, we would love to take the lazy way out and evaluate your trade and be the yes. uh, <laughs> the armchair quarterback on that soccer. That's right. Or, you know, the backseat GM. So, uh, but yeah, uh, appreciate you all joining us here. Bill, anything else on your mind before we uh, get ready to eat way too much? And yeah. um, No, not too much. I would say just start getting active. You know, th- this is really the time to strike. Um, whether your team's a re you know, in rebuild or you're a contender, um, get yourself set up moving forward. Um, if you have a lot of extra pieces, see if you can, uh, do two for ones or something like that for somebody who's rebuilding. Um, you know, this is that time when one of those few times in the dynasty year where it's, you can really get things done and, uh, it's probably the next three weeks. Um, and then, uh, you know, then we, we get closer to draft. So, um, and happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Um, nice to see Lindsay pop into the chat and, um, and, uh, we appreciate all you guys listening. I mean, I'm thankful to have ears that even, uh, listen to my voice talking about this fun game of ours. Yeah. Uh, I will second that, uh, all of that, you know, this is, this is the time of the year where pretty much everybody comes to the marketplace and there's, everybody is trying to move stuff around. So this is going to be, uh, you know, the best chance to get something done. Totally agree with Bill there. And yeah, I totally um, want to echo the, the gratitude for being able to do this with, uh, with you and Josh uh, in different combinations over the last couple of years, Bill. Uh, glad that we still have this platform here. Thanks Russ for letting us hang out still and, and use the login. Uh, it's been uh, always something that I look forward to each week. Um, just kind of, talk through things and whether it, it, it leads to something or if it's just, uh, you know, kind of throwing some spaghetti against the wall and seeing what sticks. It's, it's been a really, really good time. So we've, we've got a handful of these left. Um, for those of you who maybe, uh, I haven't really put it out there publicly yet anywhere. Uh, this will probably be, uh, kind of the sunset of what we're doing here over the next few weeks um, as I'm getting ready to make a, a pretty big personal move here. I'm going to take my family overseas to Korea, uh, hopefully by the end of 2023, early 2024 uh, for work. And uh, I'll definitely be uh, in as many leagues as I can be. I, I just saw, I think Andrew Hall put out on Twitter today, you know, he's pre-apologizing to some commissioners where he may have to cut back on some leagues, but we'll see what that looks like. But, um, if we can keep things going or we can pop back in, uh, you may hear from us, but uh, it may not be uh, right away after the new year. So thank you for everyone that has kept up with us, for folks that have popped in one or two times. Um, you know, love having some of the, the folks in the chat that ask questions and get some dialogue and, and debate going for us. It should make it more fun. And um, But yeah, hopefully everybody has a good holiday. Hopefully as many people are off tomorrow. If you're in the service industry or doing something where you're working, um, we're incredibly grateful for you all and oh, for sure. helping us keep things going. So hopefully you find a way to get some time with folks that are important to you. So um, with that, I think uh, we're going to get out of here for the holiday, Bill. Yep. Happy Thanksgiving and late. Mm-hmm.